because of the truth, there's no way out. Kevin Costner, Gene Hackman, Sean Young, Will Patton, No Way Out. Welcome to the Inter Z of Film, Season 2, Episode um, 3? 3. I think, yeah. There's no I think. Cool. 3, definitely. Yeah, 3, definitely. 3, definitely. Today we're talking about Roger Nodlinson's No Way Out, starring Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman. I'm your host, Rajiv Mishra. Oh yeah, and I'm Andy. I'm also a host. Let's go! Let's, yeah. This is the N to Z of film. With Andy and Rajiv. And we're back. Okay. So, No Way Out. Should, should I do the synopsis? Uh, yeah, well, I, uh, well I mean, do you even need to? I, I feel like it's a film most people have heard of. Maybe I, I don't know about that, but mm. but I I um I'm, I've got IMDb <laughs> open right now, and I'm pretty excited about the fact that it has a yes. a one sentence synopsis. I'm just going to read it out. No way out. <clears throat> a cover up and witch hunt occur after a politician accidentally kills his mistress. Right. That's, that's it. pretty. Um, that's, it. that's more than I knew going into it. <laughs> right. Oh, so I you, think so. You didn't actually know much about the film. Okay. I didn't know anything aside from it was directed by Roger Donaldson and um that there was some vague connection to New Zealand, which you'd mentioned, so we could actually watch this thing. That's right. We'll go into that in a minute. So, so just... Yeah. All, all, I, all I knew was that Kevin Costner was a Navy man, um, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Um, and that Gene Hackman was also in it, because he was on the picture. He's on, on the, he's on the picture, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, was it on Netflix? Oh, I didn't have it on Netflix here. Um, mm. I've been told by a couple of my friends, people that have listened, the, the, the tiny audience we have, that... Uh, Sometimes we mention box off, sometimes we mention box office and sometimes we don't. And when we do mention box office, we never have figures. So I'm just going to do this straight up. This was a $15 million budgeted movie in 1987. It opened at number two in the box office behind Stakeout starring Richard Dreyfuss and Emilio Estevez. Uh, and it made a gross of 35 mil, which is like, you know, 20 odd mil profit. Adjusted for inflation is $77 million in current day money. There you go. Right. People that like statistics. Good. Those are um, numbers, certainly. Um, I'm going to say I kind of thought I knew what this film was going to be straight off the bat because those opening credits, the way it kicks in, it's exactly like um, an airport book, you know, (laughs) or a a thriller that my granddad would read. It's like a Tom Clancy... (laughs) sort of feel to it but then it becomes a romance (laughs) yeah so oh because i didn't know anything going into this sort of twirls off into this intense romance between kevin costner's navy man and sean navy man and uh sean young's um lady person we never Um, we never never use character names in this podcast that's fine oh good good um and it also then explained uh, one of the gag scenes in Hot Shots Part 2 to me, which I had never previously known where that came from. Oh, which, which, uh, gag so, which gag was that? Which gag was that? So when they're in the back of the limo, oh, making out right. hardcore. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a really good gag in Hot Shots Part 2. Apparently, uh, according to the INDB trivia, uh, they're making out, Sean Young and, and Kevin Costner, and he apparently improvised on set, oh, you know, to the driver, put the partition up. Now yep. and then apparently that was like oh and everyone acts surprised to that scene. Now 
I'm wondering if that was an improvised sequence. What was the scene before he improvised that? Just the driver looking at them and they just have sex? Is that the scene? Without that added line? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, weird, sexy, weird sexy, sexy 80s scene. time in the limo. Okay. <laughs> with the black driver just watching. I watched yep. this movie with my wife and uh, she was all like, what is with that driver? And like, he's all leering at them in the mirror. I'm like, that's what drivers do. They like to watch See, people now have sex. I was, I was watching that and thinking, all right, yeah, he's getting a look in it because he's going to have to clean it up. <laughs> like, I was just thinking at the end of the night, he's going to be like, God damn it. But he's, and Darwin thought the same thing. Darwin would be like, any, any driver would be like, God damn it. But he's all like, yeah. Can you imagine that happening in the back of a cab in Wellington or something? The cabbie would just be like, come on. No. No. I'm, I'm, I'm an Indian guy, so I actually know lots of Indian drivers. And I talked to a guy about this one time, and he was like, yeah, I just kicked them out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movies. They're more glamorous than real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to make a point about um, both Kevin Costner and Roger Donaldson. I, um, I read on, on, on IMDb or somewhere that, you know, like, oh, this was a, a, a star-making role for Costner. Uh, not true, because he was in The Untouchables that came out in June, and this movie came out in August. And he was also in Silverado. Uh, in 85 but I think both those movies because they're big ensemble pieces they're not necessarily considered star making roles whereas he he carries this film he was uh, very much the the main fellow of this film yes yeah, so I think I think it's, well it's one of his early his earlier films he looks very young he does look very young and skinny um, mm. and then Roger Donaldson um, we talked about him in the last season he made The Bounty and this was kind of his next film he made a movie in between called Marie with uh, Sissy Spacek that's a, like a political drama about corruption but no one no one knows what the fuck that is, so I guess no one talks about that one. Yeah. Uh, if anyone, if anyone's talking about Roger Donaldson's career, which is me, me and you, and maybe some other people, but it's kind of like the bounty and then this film. So it's, it's you know, this is pretty it's big fine. stuff. It's pretty good. Well, look, I'm um, going in with to this film having absolutely no idea what's going on. Every sort of twist and turn actually was a surprise. None of them were um, signposted. No. Well, that's good. So thinking it's going to be a bit of a maybe a political navy thriller thing and then there's a very heated love affair and then his his lady friend is the mistress to a US politician Gene Hackman oh no so, oh there's gonna be tension and oh and then Kevin Costner's hired by Gene Hackman oh my oh, god crap the, <laughs> oh, the tenseness and then he uh, Gene Hackman kills her where the hell did that come from? Okay, now it's a totally different film. Now he's having to... And then to cover up the fact that Gene Hackman killed his mistress, his offsider... Um, Will Patton. Will Patton, it was great. Um, we'll talk about Will this whole conspiracy of some Russian agent so that they can it's hunt... Iv yeah, Ivan, which was like a thing. Ivan? Yuri. Yuri, sorry. Yuri. Yuri. Um, the Yuri. Americans, sort of basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Americans, basically. But that was so always to like... To bring it to modern pop culture. But it's always a thing, you know, a mole within the government that's American, that's a Russian sleeper agent, perhaps, what have you. Yeah, but the the whole uh, raised in the States, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all those twists and turns, it, it, I mean, it's a it's a real pot boiler and it really ticks along. Oh, good. So you, you had a good time with it. 
I really, really did. Yeah. Right up until the end. Oh, really? Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I, it's funny because I watched it. I watched it with my wife, and she stopped. She just had to leave. She's like, I don't like this. And I think it's mainly because <laughs> of Sean Young's character. She 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 left quite early on, even before she died or anything, uh, because of her <laughs> huge amounts of fur and her ridiculous hair. And the weird performance she was oh, giving. Look, it's the eighties. Everyone's got ridiculous hair, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, why steep in that? But but I agree with her. Um, Sean Young's performance is on some other plane. I don't quite know what she's doing. It's very big. It seems like she's on drugs, and she possibly was. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a it's a little different. It's yeah. quite hysterical. Sure, I'll give her that. <laughs> I um, don't know why she's so hysterical all the time. It's weird because she's a woman in a film in the eighties. Yeah, cool. hence my wife leaving the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, so we're gonna we're gonna spoil the film. I mean, hopefully, people by the time this is out, they would have seen our promos and whatnot, and know we're gonna discuss it. I don't know whether people oh, don't need spoilers to see for film, a film from nineteen eighty-seven. Fucking whatever. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this briefly, and then I'll I'll listen I'll, I'll talk briefly, and then Andrew can talk at great length about what he didn't like about the end of it. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I, uh, I'd seen this film before, before um, so that, that lends another level of watching to me. But um, I feel like the end, it's revealed that Kevin Costner is actually Yuri. Like, that was the big twist. He's actually a Russian agent. He is actually a Russian agent who's been in the United States since he was a teenager. So... Yeah, yeah. So um, so it's interesting because <sighs> the first time I watched it, well, I was like 18, I think, and I was like trying to, you know, I was on oh, Roger Donaldson, he's a filmmaker, I'll go watch all his films that he's made. And I remember when I watched it, it blew me away. I was like, holy shit, that is a great twist ending. That is like the best twist ending ever. Um, watching it, rewatching it, and thinking about it in, in, since those times, I thought about it without watching it and thought, oh, it's kind of a bit of a copper. And it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I mean, it's still, it's still a film from 87, uh, Russia is still within the Cold War. It's in the last thrashes of Glasnost, and it's 1991 is when that all ended. So it's and it's also even though it's kind of coming to an end, it's still Hollywood is still holding onto that tight as the Russians, the bad guys, at that time. So it's still a bit of a big. It's kind of big. It's kind of a big thing to do. Like actually, our, our hero in this film in the middle of and they were filming it in '86, so it was really really Cold War times. Is actually a Russian. Like he's actually our enemy. Our country's enemy is the lead of our film. Played by uh, Kevin Costner, so so it is a bit of a cop-out because it comes at the very end, but I still think it's interesting. That's that's all I have to say about that. That's where I completely disagree. <laughs> I think it's uh, completely unmotivated, comes out of absolutely nowhere, and doesn't add to the film at all. There's no, I and I've been trying to think about this and trying to think. Okay, so Kevin Costner is a Russian agent. He was tasked with. Um, getting in with uh, Sean Young because she's the mistress of Hackman. Yeah. But um, makes sense to me. I don't. I don't see the issue. Why? There. And just uh, it, it, there was no. It, I can't imagine going back and rewatching this and watching it from knowing that Kevin Costner was a Russian agent. I don't know what that's going to add to it. I'll tell you what it adds to it. If you want to, if you uh, are you done with, is Please that it? Me. Oh, it makes it a yeah. comedy. It makes it a straight out comedy, <laughs> like full on like guffaws of laughter from me. Like, and this is, and I'm not, I'm not making fun but of this film. Not I'm not being, be I, I'm not being ironic. I enjoy this film, even though it's kind of funny when you watch it as he's a Russian agent because it makes it. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I think I think his um his being a Russian agent the whole time works really well, and I think it works because 
uh, at the end, it's quite clear he loves her. He loves Sean Young. It wasn't an act. Like he was tasked with. Oh, that's yeah, why That's yeah. why it's no, fucked up. Absolutely. So absolutely agree that. So I think that that's those great. Those two characters did truly love one another. But the thing is, I think it would work better, and I, they couldn't do this because it was eighty-seven. I think it would work better if he was revealed at the start, and that's where the conflict in, inside him comes from. He's supposed to be using her as a tool to get to Hackman, but in fact, he loves her. And that's where it fails. Like that was like, oh, that'd be a more interesting film. But they can't do that because it's eighty-seven. Well, it's just, just couldn't do it. Sort of no, like when I said there's, I sort of had no idea where it was going to go. So every twist and turn was, there was they, those twists and turns were still motivated. There was no motivation between behind um, revealing him as a Russian agent. No, no, really. and, and I agree with you. I agree with it's you to that extent. I just think it's surprise. I think it's a, a product of its time because the film, if it wasn't revealed he was a Russian agent, it would still work. If it ended with the photo being revealed, and then it's like, oh shit, I'm fucked. But but that being said, like watching the film Noig, it's very funny. Like every single twist and turn is like, oh no, I'm a Russian agent. What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, like he's. But it, like I, I don't. It doesn't need that layer, because it's already like really tense. Because yeah. everyone is tasked with essentially hunting for Costner. Yeah, yeah. Um, like already, even though the, he's like, not. The one who killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's tr- he's in charge of that investigation and trying to get out from under it. And because he knows that it was Gene Hackman who'd done it, so yeah, I'm so, that's, there's that's already right. a lot going on. Because they're they're actually already like they, they are looking for a Russian spy, but ex- and that Russian spy happens to be Costner. But in fact, based on all the evidence, they're actually looking for Costner. Like if he was just an American guy, they happened to have been there and loved that woman. They're still looking for him. That layer of him being a Russian doesn't really mean anything. And I agree with you yeah, at the exactly. end. It's kind of a reveal. Um, but it does say, like, it's just so funny with the, like, he's got the he's got the photo, the photo reveal. It's oh, like, the photo reveal. So, man, I don't know. It's, <laughs> a lot of the time I was, I was watching this and relating it, I think, to pop culture, um, more modern pop culture, possibly just, that's the prism that I'm watching it through and also it's just it had all those kind of markers so it was almost like a House of Cards-esque sort of film with the political intrigue and the mistress and the killing and then it becomes like the Americans and then there's also a very Smithers and Mr. Burns relationship between Gene Hackman and Will Patton and <laughs> Smithers was a psychopath <laughs> yeah well yeah I don't know where I was going with that, actually. Sorry, I interrupted track. you with your weird Simpsons reference. I love your references. You bring references in from weird places. It's awesome. <laughs> the Simpsons. Yeah, well, well but, see, yeah. as I as I, um, I, rail, I, tra- I stopped your conversation, um, Will Patton, man, like uh, you just described him as awesome. Um, when I first saw this film, I thought he was a great character. But re-watching it, I'm just like, oh, what a fucking weird stereotype. Because... Oh, yeah, he, like... um, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all. Like it's just I don't. Yeah. I don't What's... like that. That's a Smithers, Mr. Burns esque sort of relationship. That's very bizarre. Before they sort of reveal, I guess that he's a homosexual. He's a homosexual. It's... There's. I think that's more interesting. Yeah, I I would have liked it if he was just he just thought of um, Gene Hetman as a great man and he his psycho yeah. his psycho 
mania came from that aspect of it. The adding in the sexual element is a weird old-fashioned... It very much does read as a them gays be crazy. Yeah, not only that, but it's an old... It's a weird... Um, well, it's the same thing. It's an old Hollywood trope, like from back in the day, yeah. the noir and stuff, where the gay or intellectual character is usually a feminist sort of role, uh, is the is either an obstacle to overcome or is clearly the bad guy in the film. You see it in yeah, things they're like all, they're, they're high strong and, and yeah. sort of off kilter. You see it in of their sexuality, so they must be uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You see it in, in Ro- yeah. Hitchcock Rope and North by Northwest and Laura and all those sorts of fucking. Mm. I mean, it's fine because you're watching those films, but this is a film from '87. You know, you go, well, I know, I know, gay rights are still a thing now, but you would think it's a little bit better than that. But the weirdest thing about his character is, I don't know if you remember the Punisher film from 2004, which Will which Patton. What awful one was that? That was the one with Thomas Jane. Now Will Patton oh, is John Travolta. John, Deva- John Will Patton is in that. He's John Travolta's right hand man. He's also he? greasy. He's greasy and schemy, and he's gay. Oh no! <laughs> See, I know Will Patton mainly from. Hey, I'm going to bring it to another weird piece of pop culture. <laughs> Falling Skies. All oh, right. Starring yeah. E.R. Noah Wiley. Um, is he gay in that? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is not no, like a thing he does. A, all the time. He's, a, he's an old crusty military man. Yeah, because I, I liked him as a crazy guy, but the gay thing kind of threw me in as, like, pretty suspect looking at it from 2016. It, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even I would have thought, even 1987, like, gay people in the audience would be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, hopefully most, I don't know. I don't know audiences. In 1987, I was, like, four, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's funny though, because I, I get the feeling like um, it's very favorable. I'm always going to bring up Ebert, like he gave it four stars. But it's funny because like, looking back at it, like, oh, there's all these issues. I still enjoy it. I have a good time with it, but it's got these issues. Like, I wouldn't give it the highest rating ever. I mean, he, he called it a superior example of the political thriller. Like, he's he's mm. very praiseworthy of it. He's like, the more, about that. the more we know, the less we understand. It's a terrifying jigsaw puzzle. I was like, oh, it's pretty. I'd say there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I don't necessarily know. I mean, that's I think right. it's once. So once the um, main plot action kicks in, once Hackman's pushed Sean Young off the balcony and she's carted on the living room floor, it really that really sort of amps up the tension because they're all stuck in the Pentagon, sort of chasing one another and trying to work out how to get out from under it and all that sort of stuff. Mm. That yeah. works really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but I don't talking. know that it would call it all of a superior sort of film. May- maybe in 87. Maybe 87 it was. I don't know. Um, uh, you brought up the twisty nature of the plot. Now, uh, he's... he's uh, At one point, he's... Because Costner's character is essentially tasked with the... <laughs> the with the hunt for himself. Hunt for himself, which is great. I mean, it's so funny. I like that. Um and there's all these moments. Like I keep going back to he's the photo. He's a Russian agent hunting for himself. That's right. He, he's um, you know, they've got this, they've got this Polaroid which Sean Young playfully took of him at one point. And he says, "Oh, yes, that was the the other pop culture thing." So there's the Polaroid that they have to do the fancy computer stuff in. Yeah. Just like in CSI. <laughs> That's right. It's a CSI moment. So he. I'm just. I can only relate to this film through the prism of modern pop culture. But you clearly enjoyed it. I'm um. Awful. He he gets handed that 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 Polaroid that um Will Patton's sinister gay guy finds under the bed, 
And then the there's a scene where he's he's sitting there with the scientist buddy in there. I think it's the black cop comes back with the photo. He's like, we got this back from the labs. They said they can't do anything with it. And drops it on the table. Kevin Costa picks it up and goes, oh, well, guess we don't need this. And tries to throw it away. <laughs> And it's, it's so that. good. It's so good. He's so quick. He's just like, oh, well, well I guess we don't, don't need, need that this. no more. <laughs> and then his scientist buddy picks it up and goes, oh, wait a minute. I've got this computer program. I thought that was like, that was I so can computer funny. it. It's so funny. Like, he's about to throw it away. It's so good. It's, it's, um, it's very much the, again, hey, pop culture reference. Um, it's very much the zoom in and enhance. Yeah, yeah. Zoom in gag from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, also hilarious. <laughs> I, I find this movie funny. Like, I know it's not, maybe it's not supposed to be. I, uh, no, I, before the reveal of Costner as as the Russian agent, I think it, it like for for what it is, it works. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it I, I really, the, really works. I reckon the chase is great. I mean, it, there's a there's a Sean Young and Kevin Costner before she dies uh, in the film. Um, they go off on like a holiday to. The sort of on a boat trip and a fancy <laughs> fancy hotel. Now the now the hotel We've they go to is too stereotypical. I know the the hotel they go to is like this weird. What is it like a settlement hotel? Like it's got like dudes it's with like funny hats and buckles and shoes. B&B, yeah, like early settlers thing. Yeah, and the same and the, the boat poor and the boat guy is dressed in the most ridiculous friggin' costume. And the boat guy is like this big fat dude with George R. R. Martin. Basically. Yeah, he's basically George R. R. Martin. Now the funniest thing about both those characters is they come back at the end chasing. They come back and in and costume. Forced to walk around the, the entire Pentagon in their outfit. The entire Pentagon, the largest office building in the world, home to some of the most secret, <laughs> this dude top right secret up. spaces in the United States. Yeah, let's just bring these two civilians in because we're trying to find this Russian agent and the, and who it, doesn't actually exist, but who I need to cover up the death of my mistress. And it's so it's so amazing because it must be so urgent. They're like, oh, and the guy is still in his really <sighs> settler outfit. <laughs> He's walking yep. around in his buckles and hat. Phenomenal. And, and Kevin Costner is like running around trying to avoid them. It's super comedy. Like it could have had freaking yakety sex like playing over it. It's hilarious. <laughs> But I see. I found that quite tense watching it. No, this it was first time. It's, it's good. Like, it's tense. Oh, man, it's... are they going to find him? What's he going to do? Oh, he spilled coffee. Oh, clever <laughs> Costner. No, it's still it's still great. It's still great filmmaking. It's mm. tense as all as all hell. Um, the chase we'll, on the chase. The chase the yes. So, the, so I dug that chase so so much. So it's it's great because the um so Kevin Costner's so Will Patton's gotten in these two um. Assassins, essentially, they, they were part of the Dominican Republic foreign. Um... No, 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 they were special forces. Yeah, they were special forces who went down to. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't think they were Dominican Republicans. No, they were part of the Dominican right. Republic foreign incursion that America did in the early eighties. Right. Okay. Um, so they were essentially. Assassins. I thought you were going to say something like the Dominican Republic foreign legion. No, <laughs> I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> foreign legion. So they're tough-looking dudes, uh, and they. Well. Well, 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 they're they're mean looking. They're Tell constantly fish. they're constantly grim- grimacing. They're not big or anything. They're just mean looking. No, they're eighties. They're eighties mean looking dudes. Um, yeah, they're not really intimidating. They're like somewhat intimidating. I like it when they sort of walk over to Kevin Costner like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Fuck off." That's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Fuck um, off. My job. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck um, off. But they I obviously don't like you. So they've got you're like that awful guy at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. So Sean Young, she's got a friend played the be- by the beautiful and amazing Iman, right? 
Mm. Amazing. Yes. She's not in the film enough, and she I... should be in it more because she's incredible. Sure. Um, but there, these two assassin guys are tasked with going off to kill her. Like it's implied because she knows about the affair between Gene Hackman and Sean Young. That's right. So crazy. Um, Will Patton is like, no one can know. <laughs> yeah. Stroke my comb over some more. Um, it sends the assassins off, and so, and so an, an amazing chase is Dominican you. Foreign Legion Republic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Assassins off. Yep. Yeah, and it's a great chase because it's a funny chase because you know he they they go off and Kevin Costner has to like chase after them. He goes and steals a car from the car depot. And uh, has to run, like, chase after them on the freeway. Crashes his car. Like, it gets the T-bone home. And yeah, then... T-bones. He <laughs> then runs away. Runs away from them. <laughs> it's great. And then sort of, like, clambers into a tree and kind of falls his way down to the ground and then has to keep running. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and eventually gets... What I really, a, oh. really liked about that chase is that it showed Kevin Costner, our sort of nominal hero, getting really fucking exhausted from running away from these guys that's right he ends up on a train like, to get away from them right a subway train yeah and like exhausted like when he's running along uh, next to the river he's all sweaty and gasping for breath whereas you don't imagine Jason Bourne no. for example yeah, yeah. doing that sort of thing it's true and there's because there's the guys he's running away from are just in suits like they're not in like Special Forces gear. They're not like made for no. running. They're just in like business suits. They're just a, a couple of wallies and suits, <laughs> yeah. cheap suits, and with revolvers. Yeah, yeah. And it's great because he he gets on the train, like he evades them. He's like, ha, I'm on the subway train. And then like it's fade out. I'm like, well, what? And then you know, it's like, oh, that's the end of the chase. But he's still going to save Iman, right? Like <laughs> he's yeah. on the train now. But he still manages to get to the mall where she works before then. It's awesome. I love this film. Yeah, it's so good. It's great. <laughs> Gets her out of the country, but um, I just want to note that one of those t- one of those assassins, I hope you recognise him, is a is an actor called Marshall Bell. Now, is he the blonde one? He was the tall, grimacy one. Oh, the blonde one? God, I can't remember what colour here they had. But uh, one of them was a was an actor, Marshall Bell, and he was um in Total Recall. He was the guy that had Kuatu. Oh the, yeah, the blonde one. The blonde yeah. one, yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's the, what I know him from. Yeah, he had the alien in the go. stomach. And I was like, oh, I was watching. I know that guy. I had to look him up. Good. He was a that guy. He was a, one of those, one of those that guys, one of those yep. that guys. Um, what else? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Aside from weird pop culture um, reactions, it's like I just like it's um, it's a really good, solid film right up until that twist reveal, <laughs> which I still think is good. Oh, we haven't talked. I, we haven't talked about the New Zealand element. So this this podcast is called. Oh yes, the New Zealand element. Of course, it's called yes. the Interzeta film. The so there's always a some sort of a New Zealand connection. Each the film. reason we're talking about this goddamn film. So there are two things actually. So I'll I'll let you talk about something first, Andrew. Oh, so I've got a. Oh, this is like a pop quiz. It's like a test. What was <laughs> the New Zealand aspect things. about this film, Andrew? Um, uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. His initial was a KC. KC, like a Kaitaia. That's it. Kaitaia chips. That's it. No, that's not it. Hurry up. No. What's the answer? Okay. Uh, it's um. There's a brief scene at the New Zealand embassy in DC. That's right. The main characters. Are Am all, I right? Yes. The main characters are all military and senators and whatnot. So there's some sort of a political dinner happening, and uh, it takes place at, at the New, New Zealand, Zealand embassy. embassy. And I thought, <laughs> oh, isn't that isn't that 
What the? Because Gene Hackman, he's the Secretary of Defense, right? Uh, yes. He's, no? Would oh, he be at a thing at the New Zealand? I guess we know someone who works at the New Zealand Embassy. We do. I've yeah. literally just remembered that. And I don't know why they didn't think no. to ask her. Well, he just—they'd just be invited guests. I think they can choose who they want. He might have made friends with the ambassador. Who knows? Just, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> just, just um, and it was right up until that scene actually I forgot that there was a New Zealand <laughs> uh, element and then it's right it's in your face element to it and then it's yeah so because so they had um, so there's the, the the party the soiree sort of thing in the New Zealand embassy and you've got some old white fellow standing up on stage saying oh, thank you very much for coming along to our event for our small country all the way in bumfuck nowhere <laughs> um, and he's behind him there's just like a, a blue well, obviously a blue flag with a red star and I'm thinking oh where's this guy from because he sounds English <laughs> he's out of New Zealand but there's today. the red star like the New Zealand flag almost <laughs> he sounded like a Kiwi and, to me he, he just sounded like one of them educated 1960s Kiwis that's all like an Englishman. <laughs> sure, if you want. I thought he sounded like yeah. you. Because he is. He's a Kiwi actor. He's a Terence Cooper. It sounded, I don't know, very uh, British. Yeah, he's a, he, he's spent a lot of time overseas, apparently. But he's mm. a Kiwi dude. He was actually in the... Right. He played one of the various Bonds in that weird Casino Royale, the original weird... We'll say this. One. It gives a much better impression of the New Zealand embassy than Flight of the Concords. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch Looks of, like a proper embassy. A bunch of Māori dancers doing a haka. With uh, yep. Mako on their faces, so, yeah. So that's so that's quite nice. That's that's obviously Roger Donaldson paying tribute to the country of his origin. But but mm. there's also I've been trying very hard to find it this morning. I remember reading it. I think it might have been one of my books from uni way back in the day. There's they had scenes filmed here, and I can't remember whether, whether it was the what? the boat sequence on the water. I think might have been filmed here with Kevin Costner saving that they, dude. Or why would the hell would they have filmed that here? The, no, that would have been done at a in a. Uh, Set. No, I'm getting it confused because because Roger Dawson definitely filmed something in the water. I think it might have been scenes from the Bounty, but there was another. There was a scene filmed here, and I can't remember what, what scene exactly it is. And you just asked the question: Why the hell would they film that here? The same reason they film anything here because it's cheap. <laughs> well, is it that much cheaper to bring Kevin Costner and? Yeah, it's always cheap to, for whatever reason, tax reasons and stuff. Like I remember telling when we were discussing huh. what 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 films are we going to film to talk about. They filmed. Like one scene at a riverside in the Robert De Niro film Midnight Run in New Zealand, like as if they don't have rivers in America, but for some reason it was cheaper to bring them here. It just happens. Wait, so okay, because I've not seen Midnight Run. So was that a scene with actual De Niro in it? Yeah, there's a scene where, where a De Niro and um, Charles Grodin are, are in a river. It's like a river rescue sequence. Uh, they're definitely by a river as to whether. The dudes in the river are them. It could have been stunt sequences. I don't know. They might not. They might not have brought them down here. But there was definitely one sequence filmed in a river, the Waikato, I think, uh, here in New Zealand. It happens all the time. So I, I think there was there was something that was filmed here from this okay. film. But there's definitely a haka. <laughs> it's definitely a haka in this film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I I I, um, I looked at the credits and there's a bunch of New Zealanders like in the credits, like various. Um, Assistant directors and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, that, that must have been for well, the scenes. Or maybe that whole scene at the New Zealand Embassy was actually just shot in New shot Zealand. In New Zealand, maybe. It's just Kaitaia Town Hall. I like it. I like it at the end of that sequence at the hotel. Like it's a, they just use it for a, a brief sort of cutaway, and then um, Kevin Costner looks at um, uh, Sean Young, and like, then hey, hey you want to get out? Of and here? then they leave. But as he's doing that, like when they cut back to him looking at her, 
there's a dude in the foreground just laughing. Like he lets out this giant laugh when the Mario Haka starts. I'm like, that's not usually the reaction people what? have to the laugh. Really? <laughs> I totally missed that. He's just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, why, why is he laughing? It's what a, a bit, dick. it's a bit colonial. Jesus. <laughs> What's that all about? What a dick. <laughs> it's a, that's Roger Donaldson leaving that in there. Maybe that was a commentary on, on how and terrible. Well, maybe that's are. just an extra being a dick. <laughs> it could be an extra being a dick. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't necessarily give this film four stars. I think I might give it solid three, three, solid three out of five. Maybe even three and a half because I do quite like it quite a lot. But uh, I'm taking a half star off for <laughs> the now troubling, um, gay the gay character stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah just it, mm, yeah. <laughs> it was it's just unnecessary. I yeah, I just I don't know that it was necessary. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. So the will. But that Will Patton character stuff. So I don't know that it was necessarily coded that. I don't. Yeah, because it seemed like in terms of the plot of the film, mm. it was more to narrow down the suspects, right? Because the that that reveal is uh, given at the is it the CIA where they're talking about they're looking for someone who had a well we know it's the FBI yeah yeah um Sean Young yeah we know Sean Young's character was having an affair with. Gene Hackman or Will Patton. That's right. And the CIA guy is like, well, it wasn't Will Patton because he's gay. Yeah. Um, he's a homosexual. He's a homosexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Fred Dalton Thomas, right? It's that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which then gives that weird uh, kind of unnecessarily coding to that character and then that relationship. But it's more, I feel, I don't know, plot motivated or anything it's just it's not quite good it's a hard one to gauge like I, I would be fine if there were like other gay characters like if you look at cinema from the 80s and you go oh there's lots of gay characters and then you know a couple of them are like Will Patton but that's not the case like I think there's not many gay characters at all and then the ones we do have are weird oh. sinister weirdos <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> that's, that's a weird that's a weird call I don't know. I don't think it needs to be there at all. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why it needs at to all. be there. No. I, I mean, well, yeah, the the um, CIA, Fred Dalton Thomas, could just as easily, easily have said, no, Will Patton is seeing someone else that we know of, or he's a oh, I see secret I see, celibate monk. I see what you're trying or, to say. Oh, no, I, I see you know, what you mean. Like, like, so they're, 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 they're disregarding him because of that. They could have they could have disregarded him because of something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a w- well they could have said yeah no it's totally Gene Hackman I totally saw him with her yeah making We've the got- two back beast at a party or- I was at it was very awkward. Or he could just take out to be honest <laughs> he could just take out a photo and be like oh we've got this photo I keep it yeah. I keep it on my desk it's- um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why uh I, it's a, it's a weird thing because he doesn't I I feel like. Maybe it's just that in '87 they didn't get it, but all you need to do is look at look at anything on Twitter or Facebook now and realize there can be people that are weirdly obsessed with stuff, and they don't have to be homosexuals. Like it's just like people people have weird obsessions now, like huge ones. And maybe <sighs> back then they're like, oh, we need him to be really obsessed with Gene Hackman. We we need him to protect Gene Hackman. Oh, how's that going to work? Oh, he can be gay. I'm like, okay, yeah. Whereas I just go, well, he can oh. just be weirdly obsessed with power. Like it's fine, you know. Yeah, but um, was this. I don't know if this is just because I feel I felt like it was a 
book from the 80s, but is this a book from the 80s? Yeah, it's a book. From was the it 80s. based on a book? Yeah, it's a book. I don't know if it's from the 80s. Well, yeah, but so it's they would have taken it from that, but yeah. So. Oh, they might have. I don't know. I don't, we have to do some more research, but we're not going to do that because why would we? No. <laughs> not for this film. Not for this film. <laughs> Which is a perfectly acceptable film. Yeah, I, I think that this this podcast is slowly morphing into the Roger Donaldson podcast because I think we've, we've got the world's fastest Indian to do a bit later on, too. So we should probably try and get word out to him. Just get him to listen. I'm criticizing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roger, we're talking about stuff you made. 30 years ago um, and what you did wrong you totally want to listen to that yeah yeah um, yeah no but the, like the rest of the like I think this is a film that you could easily remake today yeah sure I, I just think the things we're talking about are, are elements can, of the can, time yeah you can absolutely sort of take out the stereotypical sinister gay character and the um, frankly silly plot to twist reveal that Costner is a Soviet agent. Although heck, I mean if you layer it in, he could possibly still be a Soviet agent with the way things are going that in that part of the world. Yeah, yeah. But but if he is, it would be more interesting if that reveal were happened halfway through or at the beginning. Right. Or yeah, you know, or sort of there were at least some sort of hint beforehand. There is a hint. He orders a vodka at the party. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Actually, I did think when he ordered a stolly, it's like, ooh, don't be ordering vodka in nineteen eighties America. Why would it be? Like, I wouldn't. I don't know why the why he was served it. I don't know why the bartender was like, "What the hell? We're not giving you a Russian drink." This is drink. America, not <laughs> Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've pretty much said all all I need to waffle on about. Okay. Uh, with regards to this film, but uh, yeah, like I say, it's very solid, and it could absolutely be something made today. Yeah. Uh, you just need to smash together House of Cards and the Americans. <laughs> That's right. Uh, three and a half stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> three stars. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, where can they find you, Andrew? Um, if they're creeps, they can find me at home. Um, otherwise, they can locate me on acceptable social media, uh, such as Twitter or at AndyJames underscore Inc. And that's with a K. I'm also on Instagram, but... I don't know what that is, so <laughs> I don't know what Instagram. I, I'm only on Twitter. That's the only place you can find me, and that's uh, at Regifilm. R A J E E V F I L M. Regifilm. Thanks for listening to episode three. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Yay! Catch up. Toodaloo.